rest of the Suguru. Episode 10, The New Regime In a large mansion somewhere in Europe, I'm locked in a room, awaiting death. I don't know how long I've been lying here, staring at the ceiling in this ugly room, but my disgust breeds with every dawn and dusk. I haven't counted how many, because I just don't fucking care anymore. My life's been a blur. I welcome death. It sounds like a peaceful alternative to this faceless hell. I keep thinking this could be a nightmare, but I know I'm wrong. All day long, I hear the trudging of the terror marching back and forth as the army of the Third Reich celebrate their victories. It nauseates me. Loneliness consumes every thought, but maybe that's Max's plan. No human contact, except occasionally a prisoner comes in with a tray of food for me. I refuse to look. I refuse to eat. The situation is a disgrace to every part of my humanity. I don't know where I belong. But I know it's not here. The lamp clicks on, and I shield my eyes. Abby, get your ass out of bed! After days of smoozing with the Germans, Max has finally returned to the house to make sure I'm still alive. How kind of him. I peek through my elbow at his new costume. He's adorned in a full Nazi uniform from head to toe. Swastikas everywhere. I roll over to avoid him. Go fuck yourself. The words barely spool from my throat. His boots clack across the floor to my bedside. So you haven't eaten anything cookies made? He pushes the plate to the floor. Think you're just gonna starve yourself to death? He rolls me on my back and braces himself over me until his nose touches mine, practically lying on top of me. Answer me! Why don't you just kill me, Max? My voice whines, dry and shriveled. He stands once again. Look at me! I look at him with a numb sense of emotion, finally able to form enough saliva to clearly voice words. (laughs) I see you, and you look like a tool. For history's losers. I smile. <laughs> now just kill me, like I know you want to. He takes his gun out of the holster and places the cold barrel against my head. What if I pulled the trigger, Abby? I close my eyes tightly. <gasps> That's what I thought. He returns his pistol to the holster. Now get up and eat some breakfast. We have business to tend to. I slowly roll out of bed to clean myself up. The shower feels violating, coordinating with everything else in this wretched place. I dress and go to the dining area. Sitting silently at the enormous table, where a smorgasbord is laid out for breakfast, I await command. Max pushes a plate toward me. Make a plate full of shit you'll actually eat. As I'm told, I make a small plate of bacon, eggs, and a side of toast. Max shakes his head. (gasps) That's all? I shrug and poke at my plate. The thoughts racing through my head deafen me to my surroundings. I can't eat. My hunger's morphed into nausea. My appetite's been stolen by the confusion rotting my brain. The ugliness of mankind's deterioration is churning my soul into mush. Max snaps his fingers in front of my face. Did you hear me? I look up at him, my bloodshot eyes blurry and hurt from crying. I said, I'm going to take over the world just with the technology I have. He unfolds a map marked with the current and future placements of troops. He brings out a pencil and begins pointing on the map. I plan to win this war. But looking into the future and plotting troops, just so. He circles a part of the map. I could take control of this part of Europe by the end of the year. With these watches, I could control the future. The results of World War II haven't been written yet. And I'm going to change the outcome this time. He leans onto the table towards me, avoiding superfluous ears. I need your help to get there, so I don't have to keep using that piece of shit. 
tiny doll that Ben gave me. I gave that shit to the Nazis to tear apart. I cradle my head. Why do you need my help? It looks like you have everything figured out. His confidence makes me believe he's been plotting this for a long time. He shoves his mouth full of toast, sloppily embellished with strawberry jam, and licks his fingers clean. Well... He washes it down with a gulp of milk. I need you because... He shows off his wrist, exposing two time-traveling watches. We can only access one of these watches, and not fully. He takes the newer watch off his wrist and lays it on the table in front of me, almost to tease me with the thought of going home. They have advanced security measures to keep strangers from using them. I roll my eyes. If you can access the watches, why don't you use one of them to go home? I told you. He shakes his head. I can't access it fully. It lights up, but it's programmed in a way we can't crack. It's written in another language or something. He picks up the watch. It's frozen on a single screen. I take the watch and look it over. The screen flips and rolls in strange symbols and colors over and over again. The watch is unresponsive. Security measures have been activated. I toss the odd watch back to the table, but you hacked it. So why don't you use the same hacking technique you used for that one to hack the other one? I try to redirect his need for me. I didn't say we hacked it. I said we found a way around security. He pulls something ominous out of his pocket and tosses it to the table. The flesh won't last long. I need it alive. Or cut someone's arm off or something. I pick it up. It's a fleshy thing. It almost looks like a glove made of skin. Oh, I drop it in horror. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's the skin from Travis's hand, since he's not using it anymore. I think I'm going to be sick. We prepped it to preserve the fleshiness. He wiggles it around in the air. We access the watch with this finger. He slips the sleeve of the finger leather over the tip of his finger to simulate Travis's finger and access the security of the watch. Now we have Travis's fingerprints. Now I know I'm going to be sick. Relax. Max says snidely as if there's nothing off kilter about the conversation. He's just a robot. An alien clone. He says sarcastically with a spooky tone. Alien clone? What the hell is he talking about? Has he lost his damn mind? Why do you need me, Max? Poor Abby. His sincerity surprises me. No one tells you shit, but we'll get into that in a minute. He sparks my curiosity. <sighs> Why do you need me, Max? I'm tired of this bullshitting. He holds up the other beat-up watch. The one from Ben's shoebox. It's harder to deactivate the security measures on this one. Sounds to me like you need my deceased husband, Benjamin, my good sir. Nope. He smiles. This thing's not programmed to that asshole. I tried it. I don't know whose it is. I assume it's yours, since you're supposedly his wife and all. <sighs> I shrug. Well, it's not mine. Oh. He sounds disappointed. What happened between the two of you? I ask, but because I'm nosy, not because I care. Max looks into my eyes and sincerity returns. Since no one tells you anything, I'll tell you my story. Because it's all I know, and I hope it helps you. He settles into his large padded dining room chair. You and I had just begun our experiment together. He grins and remembers our <laughs> tumultuous time together. I mean, our relationship. One day this dude Ben comes to me with an offer. I think you know him. I nod. <laughs> Too well. <laughs> Max mocks me with an eye roll. Anyhow, he told me that some aliens wanted to recruit me. Simply because of my close proximity to you. He thinks deeply about his past. I guess they had asked Greg before, and he left them off like they were nut jobs. He shakes his head. Me? I'm a nut job too, so I just believed them. <laughs> so anyway, Ben gives me this box of junk, calls it a time machine. He assumed I'd know what the book said. <laughs> he shrugs. You know, problem is, I, I chickened out of my mission. I never used it. I also never got paid. Just had a box of junk sitting in my room for over a decade. But anyway, I forgot about it until the day that I came home and I was going through my shit. And I found it when I was bored and curious and thought, hey, 
Why not? Bored and curious is a dangerous combination. I ridicule him. What were you supposed to do with that machine? For some reason, never revealed to me. Someone wanted you dead. Fucking murdered. He states as if he's Robert Stack, winding into the next commercial break. Just, but not in the future. Specifically in the past. Like right now. What? Ben wanted me dead? I don't know. I don't know about that Ben. Something's off with that guy. He's got these weird fantasies. I don't know. Don't trust him. Yeah. He's the nuttiest little piece of fruitcake in this fucking thrown-together plan. Ben will stab you in the back at the drop of a hat. Did it to me. I nod. I believe it. But that's why I'm here doing what I want. These motherfuckers have been using me for years. Trying to, anyway. He eyeballs me to solidify my belief in his story. Now let's get back to business. He hands me the watch. Are you sure this isn't your watch? I take the watch and play around with it until it flashes again. Ha ha! I knew it was gonna light up for you. Max snatches the watch back from me. Give me that. Thanks. Just what I needed. He stands from the table. Where are you going, Max? I refuse to allow you to disassemble our only way home. Sorry, sugar pie. I have to. I'm in charge of the entire department. He picks his teeth. Later. I uh, have an appointment with my heads of research. You're disgusting. Working for Nazis. I roll my eyes and look away from him. Can you keep a secret? He leans in closer to me. I'm about to be the one calling the shots around here. How? I don't know what to say. I'm planning to assassinate the Fuhrer. He winks. I look around at all the Nazis standing guard. Are you nuts? You're just going to announce it with all these gasapo around? That's going to be impossible. You might as well just give me my device and let me go. I attempt a Hail Mary. Max <laughs> shakes his head. Cute try, but no. Every one of these motherfuckers is in it with me. How do you think we got this big, beautiful house and all this food? They trust me. The Fuhrer trusts me. I stand up and look him in the eyes. Give me my device. Or what? What will you do? He counters my demand. You'll do nothing. Because there's nothing you can do. I want to go home. Max narrows his eyes. You don't even know what that means, Abby. I slope into the chair. You're right. I have no recollection. No genuine memories to speak of. I have a lack of legitimacy hanging over my head. And Max has a plan. They screwed up your life just like they did to me. He stands behind me and rubs my back. His touch is much less foreign than before. We now have the kinship of an empty past, begging to be rediscovered. He bends down to meet my ear and whispers softly. You belong here with me. I'll need a beautiful wife by my side when I rule the world. Yeah. No, I can't do this. I hate your guts. His arrogance grinds my innermost crux. Fuck off. I stand and break out of his arms. You can hate me if you want to. It's your right. But the only thing stopping these bofos from blowing your brains out is the fact that you're known to them as Frau McKenzie, a.k.a. my wife. He makes a finger gun with his fingers and pokes my temple. Blowing the smoke of the imaginary barrel in a Billy the Kid impression. I'll assassinate the Fuhrer and take over his regime. I shake my head. He begins to beg, knowing he needs my help. Oh, come on, Abby. I need your support to change the future for the better. I think for a moment about the promise of a new future. Free the people from the camps, and it's a yes. Uh, sure. Max stops his pacing. You do this with me, we'll do that. He smiles. You in? What choice do I have, Max? Maybe I can help forge history in a different light. That's my girl! That's the way to get shit done. <laughs> he dances. I'll send Greta in with some high-quality dresses to choose from. I rumble. Dresses? Uh, for what? You gotta look good if you're gonna be the first lady of the world, don't you think? He fixes his hair and walks out of the room shouting. We shall move into the city tomorrow! Into the action! <laughs> he clicks his heels with delight. My feelings roll on as I think about the insanity of everything going on around me. It sickens me, the thought of associating with Nazis. It goes against every instinct in my body. As it stands, I won't be able to get my hands on one of those time-traveling devices. 
I'm alone, stuck in a conundrum with no one else here to help me except Max. I have to choose a side, life as a Nazi sympathizer or death. I'm not ready to throw in the towel. I'm not ready to die. I need to survive this. Perhaps we can succeed in this insane plot. Yeah, right. You're naive, Abby. The next day, we moved into the city, as Max demanded. I was given an office, my own space where I prefer to spend most of my time. In the blink of an eye, time spins by in a blur. Weeks lead to months, disintegrating into seasons. A year passes. There's not much time left to continue on romanticizing the Nazis. I've fallen under Max's delusional spell, but we disagree on almost everything he does. I've become an expert on the art of the smile and nod. With everything going on, I'm now growing impatient with Max. He wants to babysit me, keep me close at all times. Being with Max at all times has its high points, like listening in on all of his war room meetings. Not that these meetings deal with much business. They map a few troops, but the meetings are mostly just a thick cloud of cigar smoke and whiskey. As the officers joke around and babble, doing nothing, crimes are taking place which need to be stopped. I can't help but to question if we will succeed, or merely end up a footnote in the history books. Today's meeting has a different motif. We were up all night last night, finalizing the details for today. This day will be remembered, my friend. Schaefer prepares Max for his meeting with the Fuhrer. Hitler is weak, as the people put too much trust in him. But not you. You are strong leader. I can see it. Schaefer's voice shakes, unable to hide his nerves. You know you want to be the first to make an attempt on Fjord's life. You have to remember, he is well guarded. I already have control over him. I'm the key to his world domination. Max adjusts his suit in the mirror. I'm the only one who knows how to use those devices. All the research is dependent on what's in here. He pokes himself in the head melodramatically. Remember, he who controls time. Controls the world. He hints to himself. <laughs> oh, but don't forget, you are an American. And many of the Germans don't trust Americans. Schaefer reminds Max as he helps him dust off his back. Max turns and grabs Schaefer by the shoulders. Oh, Hans. If these people only knew the future, they wouldn't be so quick to dismiss my American ass. I'll show them who I am. Next time, on Tales of the Zuguru. The people can only endure so much oppression and degradation from their leaders. Those people are never happy, Abby. Furious confetti. They need a leader who will stand beside them, not in spite of. I control the status quo. I'll keep the status quo. I think it's safe to say we've changed history. Someone blows my brains out tomorrow. You coward! You're the worst kind of evil! I'll still be one happy fucking camper. Just dead. You let bad shit continue. I never had control. Full knowledge of the future. Don't worry, I screwed them over.